If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. Happy whatever day you're listening to this. Um, It's Monday for me as I'm recording this. So the Grammys were yesterday. So obviously I need to start the pod by sharing my thoughts because... It was actually a really, really incredible show. I feel like it's been a while since we've had like a really strong Grammys. And although I would argue last year was really good with like Harry and Lizzo and Adele. Taylor was there. Yeah, that was a good one too. But I felt like this year was so amazing because it was such a girl power night. Like all the main awards were literally won by women. Like album of the year to Taylor, pop album pop vocal album of the year to taylor record of the year to miley song of the year to billy um best new artist was victoria monet um what else was it oh laney wilson won country album of the year carol g won was it best urbana musica i'm probably saying it wrong but it was just such oh and says with the r&b song yeah it was it was girls night and no one could tell them otherwise and it was so much fun with like dua opening the show and i loved it obviously my favorite part of the show was when Taylor Swift won best pop. What was it? Best pop vocal album. That's what she won. Um, <clears throat> And I literally was sitting on the couch with my boyfriend and this was the first time he's watched anything like the Grammys with me. I have to give him a huge shout out because I'm annoying during these because I'm sitting there telling him all these tidbits of information that I've learned just through like my job. And he does care. Like he's interested in music and I think he finds it interesting. Um, but sorry, he just texted me about cucumbers for dinner. Um, sir, I'm trying to do a podcast. No, um, I think he finds it all interesting, but like, I know I'm annoying when it comes to that stuff. So props to airport guy for sitting and watching the Grammys with me, but literally Taylor Sam gets called for that award. And I turned to him and said, I think she's going to announce a new album, but I meant reputation TV. And so I'm like standing up in his living room and she starts, you know, saying like, and to the fans, to thank the fans. And I was like, <gasps> and she's like, the way I'm going to say thank you is by letting you in on a secret I've had for two years. I screamed and threw myself to the floor because I was like, here comes Reputation TV. We were right for once. We weren't clowning. Um, no, she wasn't announcing Reputation Taylor's version. She then shared it's a brand new album and I'm freaking out. And um, my theory on it is that it is the joe alwyn breakup album they were together six years and she said she's been keeping this a secret for two years which tells me she wrote this album during their relationship falling apart rather than after they officially broke up like i think she wrote it while she was mourning the breakup while still in it um yeah so i think this is going to be a gut-wrenching album i feel for anyone going through heartache right now because i think this album might destroy you but like in a fun, cute way, right? Like who doesn't love to be destroyed by Taylor Swift lyrics? So that's my thoughts on that. I'm extremely excited. I was running laps around Airport Guy's apartment last night. Like I literally needed to be sedated and he still wants to be with me. So that's a huge win after I behaved like that. Now, totally separate note, the thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today and I want to talk about this because it came up on our show. We were talking about work-life balance and like how our generation as millennials were really bad at it. But I'm going to be honest. I think in the last two years, I've kind of figured a way to have better work-life balance. And so I kind of want to share some of my tips on that as well as acknowledging that like I am not perfect and I'm never going to know everything. <laughs> so I just want to make that very clear. Um, 
if you are someone who's really struggling with this, I hope this is like a place to start. And then I hope you continue down this path of figuring out better work-life balance and overall greater happiness in life that doesn't just come from work. Because I think that's part of the problem is so many of us put our value on what we do for work. And I think that too is a balance. Like it's so great to have that be fulfilling and to have that be something that brings you joy, but it's not great when it gets to the point like it used to be for me where it's all that matters to you. And if work isn't going well, your life isn't going well. It's like with all things you need balance, like with relationships. I think there was probably a time that when I was single, I was like, oh, I'm miserable. And then I found the balance on that. And then I met my person. So I really do believe that the more balance you create all in all areas of your life, the better that each of those areas will go. Like it was once I found a little bit more work-life balance that actually my career took off even more because I'd put in so much work, but I also had a life and I had value to my life that wasn't just my my job title. So starting with the whole work-life balancing, I think it's so important that you develop habits that allow you to have that balance. And that's so much more than saying like, I want to be better at having work-life balance. Like you have to really put in the work and you have to figure out what works for you. And I think so many people don't work these traditional nine to five desk jobs anymore. Like maybe you work from home or maybe you're like me and you work really early mornings and then you do some more work later in the day. And so what I do is I just have several hours each day that I don't answer emails. Like I pretty much won't answer an email between one and four. And frankly, it's because half the time I'm napping, like half the time I am asleep and I'm not going to answer those emails. Now, obviously, if something comes up and it's an emergency or someone texts me and is like, hey, can you please check your email? I'm so sorry. It's right now, whatever. But yeah, I, I generally am completely away from my email between one to four, even one to six sometimes. And then I'll check in before I close out for the night. But after 8 p.m., you will not catch me being available by email, by text, maybe by phone call if it's that much of an emergency. But frankly, no one's going to have that big of an emergency when I'm a a morning show host. So don't contact me after eight. Um, It's great. It helps me give structure to my day in a way that I didn't necessarily have before starting to do this. And I really recommend it for people who work a funky schedule like I do. Or if you work from home and you feel like you can just never fully shut off, I would be like, okay, from 5 to 8 p.m. I'm going to work out. I'm going to cook dinner. I'm going to enjoy my life. And I will do one more check of my email at 8 p.m. to make sure everything's all good for the day. And if there's anything that is urgent, I'll catch it. But everything else can be handled tomorrow morning when I start work. So then you have like a little chunk of time between waking up and starting work. And then also after work where you're like actively, sorry, that was an email coming in, which is hilarious. Um, It's not, uh, it's not actually urgent. So yeah, start working that habit in where you have those hours a day where you just aren't going to check your email and people can call you or text you if it's that urgent. I just like to always remember that frankly, in most of our jobs, nothing is an emergency. If you're a doctor or a nurse or I don't know, a therapist, maybe don't listen. (laughs) Okay. Well, therapist is a doctor, aren't they? So just don't listen to that advice if you truly do something where it's life or death. Obviously my job is not life or death. And I would argue most jobs that we all have, it's not truly an emergency and it can probably be handled in an hour or it can be handled tomorrow. And it's just good to remember that because man, the more you 
treat your job like it's the only thing that matters, the more it becomes the only thing that matters. So make sure that you give yourself a little space for your life. And lastly, the most important thing is to set the boundary with your bosses and with your coworkers and just follow that. Like if you make it very clear, like, oh, I'm just unavailable at that time. And it's not like during your working hours. Don't be one of those people who's like, oh, I'm just like unavailable from one to three every day if you're supposed to be working from nine to five. Um, But I just would set that boundary and set the expectation with your boss. And then they really do know if it's like an actual emergency, it's actually urgent, then it's all good. And they'll know they have to call or text you if it's something that you're not going to see on email and it really, really needs to be handled. So those are my tips for work-life balance. I also think it's important to find ways to separate like your emotional side and your mental health from work. And I'm still working on this, especially being in a job where so much of our personal lives are shared. So much of this job is our personality and how we show up every day. And so I'm still working on this. I'm not perfect at this at all. But just some tips I like jotted down. Learn to leave your feelings at work. So if you're frustrated at work or you had just, you know, something happen that was really stressful or you had something come up last minute and it's annoying you. When you're done with work, leave it there. Because if you come home and you just vent and vent and vent and vent to your friends or your partner or your kids or whatever, I just don't think you're actually getting the mental break from work that you need. And so the best thing you can do is like when you walk out the door, just be like, I will deal with that tomorrow. I will deal with that stress. I will deal with that situation tomorrow. And just go spend quality time with your people. And of course, if you need to vent for five minutes when you get home, do it. But don't spend your entire evening stressed and venting about whatever happened at work and then showing up at work again and rehashing it all. Um, then, oh, the next thing is uh, talk to a therapist. If you're really struggling to separate your emotional and stress levels and everything at work and at home, I think that you don't ever want like your work life to tarnish your friendships or your relationships. And so if you're having a really hard time separating the two or not feeling like you're able to let go of things when you leave work, like therapy is there for a reason. And frankly, like making sure that my work-life balance stays strong is one of the reasons I still go to therapy and a million other reasons too anyway. But like that's the biggest one right now is I have such a good healthy balance right now and I want to make sure I keep it that way and I want to make sure I'm able to leave things in the office and in the studio, as well as like not take my emotional things going on at home and in my life to work. So very important. And then I have two questions for you to ask yourself. The first one is, are you showing up the way you want to at work? Are you putting your best foot forward? Are you giving your coworkers the benefit of the doubt? Are you trying your best? Are you putting in good work? Are you showing up the way you want to? If you're not, obviously that's something to look into. The second question is, are you showing up the way you want to after work or before work, whichever it is for you when you have the most time with the people in your life? If you feel like all you do is bring the stress from work and all you do is, you know, sit there and think about work and think about it and think about it and you're not showing up for your partner, great. You're not showing up for your kids, great. You're not showing up for your friends, great. You're not showing up for your parents or your siblings or yourself, great. You need to find things that will help you separate that and just like try to walk in the door with a smile on your face. Try to walk in the door with something positive to bring to your home life. You may not be in the best mood, but that doesn't mean there's not one good thing going on. Maybe you're just excited to see your dog 
Maybe you're just excited to get in bed. Like those can be fine as long as you don't just bring the negativity that might come from a bad day at work home. And you're not going to be perfect every day and that's okay. But like if four out of the five days you're able to leave home stuff at home and go to work and do your thing and vice versa, you're doing great. My last bit of advice is just to make sure that you do everything. Nope. That you do one thing a day for yourself. I think this is why I've gotten so into working out. Um, That's typically my time alone. It's my time to think. It's my time to... Sometimes I come up with creative ideas when I'm walking on the treadmill. Sometimes it, I literally... My mind goes blank. You know, it's just so nice to have one thing that I do for me every day. Lately, uh, my boyfriend and I have been cooking a lot. And that's another thing that's totally for me every day because I'm like, I'm, we're cooking meals that make me feel good about what we're eating. And that we're also cooking some fun stuff. We made um, Make Your Own Crunchwrap Supremes last night, guys. Highly recommend. So easy. So good. But yeah, I would say working out is my solo thing that I love to do that's just for me. And then cooking, I do it with my boyfriend. But it has really helped because it's like it's a pinpoint to the end of the day. And so I make sure all my work is done before dinner. And then we eat dinner and we just hang out. And that's like the best way for me to separate my life. And so I just highly recommend those things to you. Um, we also play a lot of trivia with our friends. Like we go to trivia. We don't like <laughs> we don't like have trivia parties at home, which is also totally fine if you want to do that. But that's like a fun way to totally leave my work brain behind and I don't know. I just recommend making sure that you maybe do like one social thing a week and then obviously something social on the weekends. And I don't know, try to spend time with your people because I think that the more time you spent with your friends and loved ones, the more that you're able to kind of let go of the stress of the day. So that is my whole rant about work-life balance. And I hope you're all doing so well. I hope that honestly, not many people needed to hear this. I think we're getting better as a generation, as much as I just said, like, this is what millennials struggle with. I think we're all starting to figure it out. And if you have any questions, about like how I slowly figured it out, I'm so happy to talk about it. It took a lot of time. I used to only work and that was it. And now I feel like I have a really good balance. So I'm always, always here. My DMs are open. It's at Erica Shea with three A's. And I love talking to you guys. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And like, if you want to talk about the tortured poets department, please, please DM me. I need to talk. Okay. I love you. Bye.